1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you
0: coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome
2: into Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and it's hard to believe, but 2023 is almost in our rear view. And BT, we've had a lot of memorable fights. So put on your tuxedo because it is award season, my friend. Let's start off with the fight of the year. Here's how it's going to work. I'll give you my options, three or four. And you can pick one, we'll talk about it, or you can have a write-in vote. Here are your options. Islam versus Volk won. You and I both had money on Volk, thought he won the fight. Islam came out on top. No matter how you argue it, it was an unbelievable fight. Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. It was fun. It was bloody. It was exciting. Speaking of all the above, Gaethje versus Fazeev. Remember that one, right? What a banger that fight was. And then just a few others. We just saw Irina Aldana versus uh, Carol Rosa, and that was just an absolute banger. And then don't forget about Pantoja Moreno, too. That was a fun one also. Of all those or any that you saw, what was your favorite fight? The fight of the year, 2023.
1: Um, I think out of that group there. The one that is going to stand out be, it was uh, definitely going to be Volkanovsky and Islam just based on stakes based on, I think a little bit of surprise that people had with Volkanovsky. I think we were talking about Volkanovsky, you know, probably the first time I I can remember in my career covering the sport, people were actually maybe flirt with the idea is, is somebody pound for pound better than John Jones? um, you know and that obviously makes for you know great story later on in the year for islam getting his retribution although you wish you do wish that volk did get his uh his full his full camp to do it but to me that was one of the uh, the fights of the year one of the moments of the year um one of the screw jobs of the year i mean i thought that that volk deserved to win that fight and uh for him to go do that and just I, I just thought it really solidified him as an, uh, as one of the all time greats. So for me, that 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 is going to stand out more than anything.
2: Screw job, huh? Now that we're several months removed, you think it was a screw job, or you're just still bitter that you lost your money on it? It was a close fight. Nah, I'm going to say I, I don't care what happened
1: in the rematch. I'm going to say what it was. He lost that like Islam lost that fight, okay. and uh, and it was a screw job. Yeah, I don't well, I don't I'm not going to mince words, uh, Sean. I, I feel how I feel.
2: You would never mince words here on tapped out. We appreciate you checking us out on the BetQL network. Speaking of Islam KO of the year, he uh, kicked Volkanovsky in the head. That's a crazy part is I figured that Volkanovsky could get hit in his head with a Mac truck and still not fall down. That was just something that I never thought that I would see. Then you got Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman. You got Izzy versus Poetan and you got sugar, Sean O'Malley's knockout of Aljamain Sterling lots of good ones right in vote what was your favorite knockout of 2023 oh man uh great year for knockouts
1: man my favorite knockout I'll be a little bit biased to style bender uh Pejeda getting his belt back I thought that was one of the knockouts of the year for sure uh obviously in Miami so that that has a special one in my heart Honestly, dude, uh, one of the ones that meant a lot this year for me, most memorable was Robbie Lawler going out on top with the knockout. That one, uh, also is one that stands out in my mind for sure. Um, hell, but I I, I mean, it's recency bias, but Emmett just doing what he did to, to Bryce was holy crap. I mean, that was, that was crazy and scary what he did there. Um, Gechi getting the head kick against Dustin Poirier. I mean that you know I, I know that Islam probably got the head kick bias on everybody because of his, but Poirier, nobody does that to Poirier. Uh, hasn't been done since he was a featherweight to McGregor. I, I mean, with one blip against Michael Johnson back in the day, but that was uh that was a crazy finish I was not expecting. So I, I think love- I'd probably think I'd probably give it to Gechi.
2: I love going back and thinking about all these knockouts with you, man, because it was just an unbelievable year. Lots of great head kicks, lots of fights finished via the foot, which, you know, happens. But I feel like there were more this year, especially in championship fights than we've seen before. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine. All right. You mentioned Robbie Lawler. Let's go to the moment of the year. Let's go back. So Robbie Lawler comes in as an underdog. Me, you, and producer Jake all come on this show. We say Robbie's going to win, and he's going to knock him out. And it takes him, what, a minute to do it? Unbelievable fight. Then they have the video afterwards. Robbie's crying. He gives the speech. One of the great moments. I'm getting the goosies, as you call them, just thinking about it. But then it wasn't too many weeks later that the Korean zombie comes yeah. walking out for the final time in Singapore. Zombie, zombie. And he was just throwing his hands up going, I want more, baby. Give me more. And it was just an unbelievable moment. But do not forget, and here's your final option, moment of the year in the UFC, when Israel Adesanya got his belt back against Poatan, and he decided to look the way of Poatan's child. Yeah. And I mean, that, that to me was my, I don't know if it was the best moment. I don't know if it was the most memorable. That was my favorite moment of the year.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, I remember being in the press conference for that, him explaining that afterwards. And it was just crazy. Like, man, I thought I was petty. Like I'm still salty at LeBron for leaving Miami, but like <laughs> that dude can hold on to a grudge. I mean, he like that's that's and do it against a child. I mean, that was very impressive, but you know, it's funny, man. I was actually watching not too long ago I was, I was writing a parody song for, uh, my, my new favorite player on the heat. Jaime Hawkes Jr. To the tune of zombie. It's now Jaime. Um, but I went and that, so eventually took me down to the rabbit hole of watching that again. Pretty can recently.
2: Can we get a line?
1: Uh, you want, uh, of the uh, dunks on your head, on your head. This is me. I I may, may, I
0: may. May. So,
2: okay. All right.
1: Um, but that took me down the wormhole of watching the Korean zombie retirement again, pretty recently. <laughs> and I was, dude, it's, it's still like, it, it. it's not even on the goosey scale. It's goosey Supreme. It's like, that was one of the coolest crowd send offs Ever and he went down in that fight like such a gangster, you know, like, you know, he's just like I'm gonna give this one last try against Max Holloway, and that's it. And he 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 just went down like like such a legend. And I, I just I, I you know we talk about all the time we talk retirements on this show and when are the right moments for guys and how they should go out. And you saw two different very ways with Robbie getting to go out on top, but you felt like, yeah, Korean Zombie went down on his shield, but he still went out on top because that was such an awesome send-off.
2: I forgot he lost the fight until you just mentioned it. I forgot who he was fighting until you just mentioned it. Like, it wasn't really about that. It was about the walkout. It was about the send-off, but he did go out like a G. They don't call you Korean Zombie for nothing. Brendan Tobin, sports machine Sean Levine talking a little fighting and making a little money along the way here. On the BetQL network, here's a tough one: the most improved/slash breakthrough fighter of the year. So a guy that maybe was good, but now we look at him completely different. Here's your choices, unless you want to write in Sean Strickland. Who thought Sean Strickland was ever going to be champion? I mean, remember when he was Tarzan with the long hair? That was a million to one long shot. Drakus E. He's been an underdog in his last four fights. Well, guess who's fighting for the belt? Speaking of Sean Strickland. How about Ilya Taporia? This time a year and a half ago, he was hand sanitizer boy. We didn't even know what his name was, right? He was that guy that Patty Pimblett wanted to fight. Now he's fighting for a belt. And then Sergey Pavlovich, who, look, you can say that he's the scariest man still on the planet. We didn't know who he was really coming in to this year. A lot of people didn't. So those are your choices for most improved breakthrough fighter, he said, unless you got somebody else.
1: I think Sean Strickland's got to be the obvious choice. I I just don't think anybody could have seen this coming for him. I don't even know if he would have seen this come for him. Um, And I also think just the way he's been as a champion has been surprising. I feel like that guy has taken the mantle of being the champion and being the star. And you're talking about him taking down robbers and you're talking about him you know, it feels like Sean Strickland's in the news every week, but it kind of in the news for, you know, I think really positive reasons. And I, I don't think that was probably our thought process. We're like, Oh, when this guy is gonna, you know, get the mantle, the UFC is going to run and hide. Cause like, how do you have this guy on the national stage? Um, I think he's kind of, I, I think he's not only shown himself to be, um, not only an elite fighter for the way that he won the championship. I don't know if he'll beat DDP, but I think everybody feels pretty good about his chances, but man, he seems to really be captivating as one of the faces of the promotion. I know he's got a lot of dark stuff said in the past, but I feel like he's kind of, I want to say turned over a new leaf, but kind of shown us new, new layers to him. You know, it's like Shrek says, you know, ogres, they're, they're, they're like onions. They have layers. I feel like we've seen, sean strickland's layers like he's got a lot to him and uh it's been cool to see i feel like he's very much uh, enjoyed the life of being the the man hey
2: fiona's pretty fine i'm not gonna lie she for for, for, for an ogre she looks for an ogre good. of course for an ogre. you know brendan tobin sports machine sean levine uh the, what if i would have told you a year and a half ago patty pimblett's gonna be hated and sean strickland's gonna be loved you'd be like what but here we are, yeah. and it kind of feels that way, right? And let me throw in oh, by the way, also Sean O'Malley is going to be champion, and Colby's basically going to be washed. Like life
1: comes at you quick, man. It definitely does. And it's funny, but it's like, you know, Sean Strickland kind of was, and we've had, you know, when we had him on, like he'll, he's, he's a fun character to talk to. I, I mean, it's the hardest, I mean, he's the hardest interview to edit cause he's every other word is an F word, <laughs> but it's all in just like that. You can tell like, this is how he really talks as if you were, you know, hanging with him at, you know, the, the biker bar, wherever the hell he's going to. So I think that's been cool to see. And yeah, Patty Pimblett's definitely, uh, not been having the rise that we had, we had thought of, um, I don't know if the Tony fight did him any favors. Like I told you, I don't know what the weirdness was with, with braiding his hair. Like he lost his signature
2: thing for me. I don't know. I like the cornrows over the Beatles look, but to each his own. What do I know? I'm bald. Um. All right. Before we get out of here, move on to news and notes in MMA on the other side, because there's a lot of those and a lot of fight announcements that Dana gave us for UFC 300 fighter of the year. Islam obviously took out Volk a couple of times. One of those with a headshot. Leon took out Usman, took out Colby, Sean Strickland, we just mentioned him. It was a long time ago, but he beat Imov and he beat Magomedov before he beat Izzy. So he's got a few wins this year. And then let me throw this one in there. Maybe this is just me being a homer. How about the return of Tom Aspinall taking out Marcin Tybora and then knocking out Pavlovich? So I think those, to me, are your options for fighter of the year, unless you want to throw somebody else in there. I mean, you can throw Sean O'Malley in there, too, if you want. He's had a great year also.
1: Sean's had a great year for sure, uh, and, and you know, it's kind of been a long wait to, to get that moment for him was obviously huge. Um, you know, I, I can't give it to Leon. I, I just felt like while the Colby fight was good, I, I do think it's a little bit unmemorable, and even his trilogy wrap-up against Usman, like, you know, very much was important for him to prove points, I think, against both guys, but I think you know, neither of them top his moment for 22 where he got the head kick, you know? So it's, that's just, is a tough one. that That's just a tough thing overall for him to, uh, to get, but you know, Aspinall certainly worthy. I mean, John Jones becoming a two division champion. Like I know he got hurt, but I mean, that's, that's a moment fans have been waiting for, for a long time. So you I
2: fire over the year to a guy that fought for two minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, but it's a it's but it's a win we've been waiting for forever, though, dude. Like, that's the thing is we've been waiting for John Jones's heavyweight debut. You can't say that it disappointed. I'm gonna hold it against him because his his pec blew up. Like, you know, that sucks. I'm, I, I feel bad for him. It's not if John Jones if you would have said, hey, John Jones got arrested again. All right, I would have seen that argument, but like his one performance was pretty flawless. So I think uh, that's that's gonna stick out in my mind for sure. But uh, man, overall best fighter of the year who should get it probably islam i mean islam putting uh getting the head kick on on arguable pound for pound number one i think that that's that's a pretty tough one to top
2: poetan also had a good year it didn't start off great with the knockout we were talking about but since then he has pretty much taken over on the other side we got lots of news and notes you don't want to go anywhere keep it right here it's tapped out on the bet ql network
1: you <laughs>
0: back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network.
2: Welcome back into the show. BT Sports Machine talking a little fighting here on the BetQL Network. Lots of breaking news. Lots of fight announcements. Some for $2,899. Uh, some for UFC 300. Also, Conor McGregor in the news. Sean O'Malley. Uh, let's go ahead and start with, I guess, Sean O'Malley. What's going on with him? Uh, the Sean O'Malley
1: thing's funny because so Sean's coming up. He's got a big fight of obviously against Cheeto, a big grudge match coming up in, uh, in March in Miami should be a fun matchup. I think people are wondering, you know, we had a big debate on this show not too long ago, Sean, about Sean O'Malley, about whether or not he was going to be the face of the UFC. Is he the biggest star in the UFC? And there were some interesting comments that came out from Aljamain Sterling, He was on a podcast. I don't know if it was his own podcast or he was a guest, but he was was doing a podcast. And he was basically saying that he regrets coming back so fast to fight O'Malley because he said his main motivation for that was, oh, I'm fighting Sean O'Malley. I should be getting at least a big payday out of this. And he said that it wasn't worth it. Like, that wasn't the case. Wasn't his biggest payday and that he questions whether or not Sean O'Malley is that dude as far as star power is concerned. So I found that to be pretty interesting because we've t- sat here, we've talked about, uh, you know, is O'Malley going to be the face of the UFC? Is he going to be the most popular guy? Aljo did come out and he said, like, look, if he still wins, I think that that is going to be the case. But he doesn't think that's the case yet for O'Malley. And I thought that was kind of interesting because uh, that was kind of my point all along when it came to Sugar Sean is that I do think Sean O'Malley has all the potential to be a star. I would say he's probably got one of the moments of the season uh, of the year since we are doing a bit of a recap today. But to hear that from Aljo who had the biggest financial interest of fighting Sean O'Malley saying
2: was it really worth it. So you're going to be there in person to watch him fight Cheeto Vera at 299 in Miami. Is there a fight on that card that you're more excited for? Do you think there's a fight that the public's more excited for? Because to me, Sean, I'm not saying that he's ever going to hit Connor levels, but, when he makes that walk and steps into that octagon man, it it just it does feel different. Is there one that you're more excited to watch?
1: No, I would say that that is gonna be the top one for sure, and I think and that the card's they loaded. The card is loaded um, and I do think I think uh, I am excited to see uh Neil versus gary i i I think that it's gonna be a fun grudge match as well. Um but I just thought it was interesting because we've I think we've kind of given Sean O'Malley this crown of being the man and being the. Air apparent and it's not easy. And I think that it, it, it probably plays to a couple of things. One of them that, you know, Sean has been in our ether for a while. Like he's been in the, the fence, but you know, is took him a while to really get ramped up with taking on big time matchups. And you know, if you're going to compare him to Connor, that wasn't the case with Connor
2: at all. Connor was taking on killers and hammers basically from the start. Um, he's getting there though. His resume is starting to look good. I mean, if you look at Piotr Jan, if you look at Aljamain Sterling, like he's got some wins on there now that we can look back and go, all right, this guy wasn't a fluke. If anything, he lived up to the height. You have to at least admit that.
1: Oh uh, no, I'll admit that. I'll say that he's lived up to the, I'll say that him getting to this point when a lot of people thought that he wasn't gonna be that guy, that's for sure that, that you can't deny him. But I think it's interesting of the idea of well, what, what is it going to take for him to be the next fide guy. I do think there's a couple of things too. Like I do think pay-per-view success is a lot harder this day and age than it was in Connor's uh, era. I think that, you know, people, people are talking about, it's hard to get people to buy pay-per-views than ever, but you know, for Aljamain. And, and I also think that Aljo is probably a, a, an equation of to this too. I don't think people like tuning into Aljamain Sterling fights. So maybe Sean breaking away from him in a strikers match. That's going to be a grudge match. Maybe that will do a lot better. It's also an awesome card. Maybe he'll make a lot more money. I just found it to be interesting because he did have this moment that he had been talking about, and it just, you know, the, the, the guy who had the biggest financial interest in it is telling you, man, it wasn't that great.
2: From O'Malley to McGregor, what's he big mad about now?
1: Connor was having that. Well, there's a couple of things. I don't know if you saw this weekend. There was this big card in Saudi Arabia with a bunch of heavyweights that, Weren't fighting each other that we wish. So, like Anthony Joshua fought Otto Wallin and won, and Deontay Wilder fought Joe Parker and lost. So we'll get to that in just a second. So they weren't fighting each other for whatever reason. They're gonna they were they agreed to do that down the line, which is not gonna happen now because that was you know incumbent upon them both winning, which they did not. And one of the viral moments from this weekend, more so than the fights, was Conor McGregor sitting next to Cristiano Ronaldo. And he's just yakking his ear off and just, and I don't know if he was talking to the guy next to Ronaldo, but it looked by the edit that he is talking to Ronaldo. And Ronaldo just is like deadpan, doesn't have any reaction. Looks very uncomfortable that he's sitting next to what looked, to will be uh, a, tilted, a, little, a tilted, a tilted Conor he, McGregor. He was yeah. a little tilted. Yeah, he's but, a little tilted. But Conor was making this point again, like he is frustrated. And he's kind of done this around boxing a couple times that he's frustrated that the UFC's not giving him action. Like he doesn't understand why he's held out and is kept inactive so much by the UFC. And I found this to be interesting. Cause it's like, we're sitting here. We're wondering when the hell is this guy going to be back? He's now voicing. He feels like the UFC is holding him out when it's like, I would have thought that the reasons that he was out was USADA and he's not physically ready. And I don't know if that's Connor being the great publicist that he is and getting a uh, beating You know anybody to the punch because Dana's not going to talk for a month because the UFC's dark right now, or if that's true that Connor's just being held out and the UFC doesn't feel like they have the matchup worthy for him. So I don't know. I
2: found it interesting. That is interesting. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine. Speaking of interesting, some fights lined up for UFC 300. Uh, Maybe a little bit underwhelming so far. Now maybe that's not fair because. I would assume that these aren't the biggest fights that we're going to get. So far, we got Yuri Prohoshka announced versus Alexander Rockage, Aljamain Sterling versus Calvin Cater, both friends of the show. Speaking of friend of the show, Bodie Nickel versus Cody Brundage. Do any of those fights wet your palate? They're good fights
1: if it was UFC Austin. That's right. But I don't know if you were to tell me, hey, these are the top three. We're coming out of the box with the UFC 300. I would agree. I would say that they're all a little underwhelming. Um, if But like, to be fair, I would say all three of them could main event their own fight night card at a UFC Austin or Kansas city. Um, Easy, easy. Just, you know, but a- any of those, I think could be a main event for, for events like that. But yeah, I would say a little underwhelming for the 300 reveal. I thought like this was going to be the most amazing card ever. And I'm like, Nothing has made me say, "Whoa, all right, I'm ready for for that card already." I don't know what the weight is. Maybe that's just because they're putting all their
2: prep into the other cards. We got Max Holloway here in Kansas
1: City. You did, you did. They gave we us- had him. We had him on for that. He was great. He was the he was the light. On
2: and who we uh, raw dog Roy Val? We Maybe had one of the knockouts of the year with uh, Billy Corintilla. There was that was that card was fun. We had Arnold Allen on too. He was not a man of many words. No, Arnold Allen doesn't um, talk. Which for radio is, it's tough. It's, it's rare like too. A- it's tough. We don't get many, uh, many stinkers. I mean, sometimes these guys. Don't, I, what's been your favorite interview that we've done over the years? I, I, I think it was, I think it was Jared Cannoneer. Remember how laid back he was. Cannoneer's oh, great. Ooh. I Ra- like Ioannia Jacek, too. I think she might have been flirting with me. I I uh, flirting. No, I
1: don't think that happened, but, that but she happen. was she was very nice.
2: Uh, Robbie? Robbie? Robbie Lawler?
1: Robbie was by far my favorite this year just because that just meant a lot. Like and, and he, I think for a guy who doesn't like doing media, I was surprised how great that interview was. I thought he was going to cry. I he was, was going yeah. to cry with us. I thought I, that, that, I think, took me by surprise because I've interviewed Robbie before, and I'm like, man, this guy – Almost feels like he'd rather be at the dentist than talking to media right now. And he was just he was just a delight. And and uh I, I loved I love Yay Toss to him. Uh all time. All I mean
2: real with us. Like remember yeah. Anthony Smith got real deep. Benil Daryush. Yep. Yep, he was uh, great. Uh obviously Bryce Mitchell praying for his health. He seems to be all right. He was fun. Both times we brought on Josh Emmett, he was super deep. I'm telling you, man, if you want to hear the fighters, you're in the right place. Tapped out here. On the BetQL Network. All right, here's a great fight. UFC, Mexico, it's been announced. That's in February. Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. What's your early lead on that one?
1: Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go Yair just because I feel like we've uh, we've had an and active Brian Ortega dealing with injuries. That's, you know, what unfortunately ruined this one the last time around. So I lean... Yair, just because of kind of what had bit Yair in the butt early in his career was inactivity. I'm a little bit worried with Ortega that we just haven't seen very much of him. So I lean Yair and and, and getting the win in this one early on.
2: We're going to pick our future champions coming up at the end of the show. We're going to take a look back at who we thought was going to be champion at the end of this year. And then we're going to go ahead and pull out our crystal ball and do the same thing for next year. Would I be crazy to say Brian Ortega? I just like Ortega so much. Do you think he could fight for the belt again?
1: Yeah, I I well, I, I definitely think that he could. I think that, you know, especially that matchup um for him to have you know one of the closest moments to beating Volkanovski is going to be something you could definitely sell because it's obviously tough if Volkanovski gets past Taporia you know, it's it's going to be, you're going to get to an Izzy Adesanya, Kamara Usman type of level of, all right, who do we put against this guy? And I do think that he still has the ability to, to sell just because, oh, he, you know, he had that close moment of almost winning. But I don't think it's crazy. He's obviously super talented, doesn't have a ton
2: of weaknesses. He just is in a division right now with Volk. Two. He almost finished him twice in that fight, if you yeah. remember. I think the one you're talking about is when he almost squeezed his head off and Volk was like, Don't worry. I'm all right. Even though he looked like the girl who turned purple in the original Willy Wonka movie, he was like, I'm cool. And then he got out of it. And once a guy gets out of it like that, dude, dude, demoralizing, demoralizing. What are you going to do? You can't take him out. So anyway, on the other side, we're going to keep talking, fighting. We're going to keep talking, betting. We're going to make some money. And then at the end of the show, don't go anywhere. We're going to pick our champions and we're going to laugh at who did worse. Cause one of us is, uh, better than the other i'm not saying i'm just saying it's the betql network
0: Step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'ma fight your ass. Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man! Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell.
2: Welcome back into the show. If you'd like to see two grown men fighting each other, you've come to the right place. It's time for You Gonna Fight Me here on Tapped Out. I'm looking at the 299 card, and I'm looking at the first three cards that we've got announced for UFC 300. So 299, the main event, O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera. Remind me, where's that one at? Right down here in Miami. That's right. Curtis Blades, Gilton Almeida, Matisse Gamrot, Rafael Dos Andros. I mean, the, the card is just absolutely Gilbert Burns, JDM, Piotr Young, Song Yadong. This is card's crazy. You're going to fight me if I say, I think 299 is shaping up right now to maybe be a better card than UFC 300. It's pretty
1: stacked right now, man. Like, I, I am very curious to see what is going to be the uh, the main attraction for UFC 300. You know, Just call it what
2: it is. It's going to be Conor McGregor.
1: That's what I, they're doing. I think so. I think so. I mean, there was – obviously, there was a little buzz this week with Gaethje really trying to lure the fight with Islam. So, I mean, that's obviously always going to be – you can throw something out there. That's That's going to be an awesome fight if they can make that one. But this fight's incredible, man. I should mention I did mistake. I forgot that they had moved Ian Gary, Jeff Neal. They had moved that to 298 to fluff that one up a little bit more. Um, but even still, man, like Burns, JD, JDM, Kevin Holland, MVP. I'm super excited about too. Like, it, it's a really, really
2: great, really, really great card. And yeah, right now it's a tough one to
1: top. I'll say of anything.
2: You mentioned 298. That is uh Volkanovsky, Taporia main eventing that one. That's Marab, Henry Cejudo, Taitui Marchin, Marcin Taitbora. That's a fun card, too, but I see why they added that uh, Gary Neal fight to that card. It makes a l- little bit of sense because 299 was already so stacked. You mentioned Gaethje trying to stir some stuff up for a fight versus Islam. You're going to fight me if I say, I think Gaethje beats him. I think Gaethje would knock him out. You know,
1: it feels foolish to to bet against a guy like Justin Gage right now, and I'm not gonna say I'm not going to bet with him based on the odds. I haven't even looked at what the odds are for that fight. If it, for what uh, you're not not gonna say what what I'm not gonna doubt Justin Gaethje, okay, because he's been amazing, and you know you knock out Dustin Poirier, you know the guy's been killer right now, but man, one of the last time we saw him looked uh, get, get steamrolled was against Khabib. And I don't mean to always do the Islam Khabib thing. It's hard not to, and you know, Islam coming out the way that he did against Volk. I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy, maybe he is the truth. Maybe he is going to be everything that he was cracked up to be. Now I did get to take on a guy in 10 days notice, you know, so there is that caveat. I still think there's still questions to be answered with Islam. But if I just, if you told me it was a pick right now, and I had to pick even money,
2: I would go with Islam. I don't think it's going to be a pick. Them. I'm pretty sure. I would say Gaethje comes in as a two to one, maybe something like a plus 250. What does the number have to get to for you to bet on Gaethje? It's got to, it's got to like start flirting with 275. Oh, 275. I'm all over Justin Gaethje. You want to talk about knockout power personified? All right. Bo Nickel says that Hamzad would beat up Leon Edwards. I agree with Bone Nickel. You're gonna fight me? Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, like, I'm a little bit down on the stock of Hamzat, to be honest with you. Like, you know, got he, he took on Kamara Usman at 185 with like no notice, and I think Usman almost won that fight. And Kamara Usman, though, I
0: mean, that's I know not, it's Kamara. I know Usman. it's.
1: I know it's Kamara. This guy just, if we're gonna do MMA math, this guy just beat Usman twice we've seen, he's a very tough guy to wrestle. Um, he's a better striker than Kamaru is. So, and I would say with anything with Hamzat
2: striking is a bit questionable.
1: I would not say that he is a dominant striker, you know, like, yeah, he's got like the one highlight against, who is that Marshall? Yeah. Where, he knocked
2: out Jerome Mearshart. Uh,
1: so, yeah, but I would say with these ex- exchanges, I would say I would see a lot of guys get the better of him with like Kamaru with Gilbert, these are not guys who it's their first trade either. And, and with Leon, it is. And so I would say the only advantage, if you're going to tell me, is it going to be 80? I know Leon's flirting a little bit with middleweight too, which I got to tell you, all the champions got to chill with that a little bit. Reign out your, uh, your, your division for a little bit before you start frog hopping over to, to other weight classes. You know, I think that we should have a rule on that, Sean, like three defenses before I even start talking about it. And then before you start talking about it, two more defenses before I even really am into <laughs> it. That's got to be the rules. Like, no, I win the belt. No, I want to go to 170. And now I want to go. Now, unless you're doing something crazy, like Vol- Volk beat everybody, smoked everybody. Hey, can I have a little flirtation with 125? Yes, you can, Alexander Volkanovsky. But like this Leon Edwards, y- y- you've had like two title fights. I'm getting to jump to 185 now
2: also it doesn't have the same cachet that it did when conor mcgregor when the champ champ did whatever he wants and when daniel cormier had the both the belts it's, i agree with you now if you're israel Adesanya and you've cleared out the division at that right. point move up but if you're new to the game and guys talk about it so quick it's like a super bowl parade what do they talk about every single super bowl parade we're gonna be back next year just yeah. enjoy the one that you're at man it's weird to me i don't understand it it's just it's very strange you
1: know, if Bahana goes up to heavyweight, that's obviously like that's pretty crazy. Three championships. All right, we're getting into some different territory. It's a little bit like, hey, I mean, that was kind of a bogus, you know, win at 205 or whatever, but I get it at least a little bit. But all these guys are looking at, how, yeah, I want to go to 170. I don't have any interest in seeing Islam at 170.
2: Fight a 155 for right now. You just got here. What What's the rush? Aljo too there's still some kind of fun fights there and some rematches and I don't know if he's going to move up like he was talking about before losing to O'Malley but he was talking about it too uh what if Bo Nickel fights Hamzad who would you take in that one Take Bo Nickel would you okay I'd you, take hate Bo Nickel. you think Hamzad sucks I'm a little Do down on Hamzad. Hamzad I didn't say that okay
1: I didn't say okay. that he's a scary man he's he's obviously a badass I'm just saying like like we've done this, you know, not to do this topic because we've kind of beat this one into the ground. But it's like, look, look, look at Shavkot. Shavkot's out. is perfecto on the whole finish rate. It's like this guy goes out there. He goes and he wins his fights. And it's like nobody gives a rat's ass after he's done. It's like he's scarier than Hamzad is. He's been more dominant than Hamzad is. He's taken on better guys than Hamzad has really up until now where he's, he takes on Usman. Why are we not as impressed with this guy? It's just weird to me. It's just because he he it's does a the, bad
2: Khabib impression. It's not that. It's just that Hamzad he's he's got the look with the lip. And the lock, lip is badass. And he's scary, and he was there at Fight Island like we and he hasn't lost. Well, let's not pretend like something terrible happened. I mean, he hasn't he, lost until he lose. He still has the cachet. So. I mean, he
1: gave double middle fingers to the scale.
2: Like he just like for he's like eh, I'll be whatever weight I want to be. Bleh, you know. Oh, he missed by what? It wasn't that much. 10 pounds, I think. 11 pounds. Absolutely ridiculous. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine here on the BetQL Network. All right, we're fighting each other. After his last fight, I don't think Colby's ever going to – there's zero chance that Colby ever main events a pay-per-view again. You're going to fight me? Uh Zero chance. They I'm not gonna say so
1: I- I'm not gonna say zero chance just because you know, like like his old his old uh mentor, Uncle Chael, like somehow like that dude kept finding himself in
2: main events, you know, even if it's over in another fight organization. Like Colby was never though. Colby's popularity could never hold a candle to what Chael was. You could agreed. argue Chael was the most cider in the fight. One of, if not the most popular fighter in the promotion, even though he was losing fights. It's, he was it's like Nate Diaz.
1: It's a little bit of a store brand, Chael Sonnen. I get you. Like it's it it, you know down here we have Publix. Like it's like ah, oh, I'll get the Publix brand butter here today. You know, just save myself a I save myself You know, like that's 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 a little bit what it is. I found it. You know, this isn't a political thing. I I found it so pathetic to see him go on the podcast. Fox news tour and starts saying I lost because I support Trump. I'm like, what are you high? Like the, <laughs> whole, the whole thing is a, like, you, it's basically a Trump rally. When you go to UFC, he walks in, he gets a standing ovation. Dana's BFF with him. What about like, it, it's like, this has lost. So I almost felt for Colby. I'm like, dude, that's pathetic. Like you're going, you know, with, with I lost because of politics in the UFC. What's like, what are you talking about? It's the craziest thing I've ever heard.
2: 2023 was also a rough year for Usman and also for Israel. at you. are going to fight me if I say, I don't think Usman ever fights for a belt again. I'm almost positive.
1: I'm not going to fight you on that. It, it seems like that's a hard path to get to. Um, you know, he just, he did just lose to Hamzat, even though I did think it was close. Um, it would have to be, I, I feel like it has to be at 170 if he's going to do it. And then you're talking about, does Leon leave? Cause he's got, you know, he's got the two wins over him and he tries to go up and, or if Bilal wins, you know, can I see a Bilal Usman? Maybe, but it's a hard, it's a hard, it's hard to visualize right now for, for, for Usman to make that climb again.
2: Not sure who you consider the current heavyweight champion, Tom Aspinall or John Jones, but if they fought each other, but for, <laughs> I'm talking about in the UFC, if they fought each other, Aspinall, John Jones, six months from now, you're gonna fight me if I say Aspinall would beat him. He'd be an underdog. A lot of money would come in on John Jones. You'd roll your eyes like you just did. You'd put your money on John Jones, and then you'd be sad. You'd text mm-hmm. me and you'd say you were right. I this is I think Aspinall is too fast for John Jones. I think you would bull rush him, and it would be done in one. Let me let me let me explain this. What this is like to me. Yeah. Okay, I'm listening.
1: You know what it's like when anybody tries to argue quarterbacks with you because you have Patrick Mahomes. It's tough. That's what it's like with arguing John Jones. And it's like right now you sound like me arguing Tua. It's like, yeah, Tua's accurate. He's dynamic. He's got deceptive eyes. He's the up and comer. I've seen him do some big games on the big stage, but he doesn't have two Super Bowls yet and he's not a reigning MVP. Can we pipe down a little bit? That's kind of where I'm at with Tom Aspinall. Now, to be fair with you, you've been in since the ground floor. So I'm not, you're not a bandwagon jumper here. You've been r- riding with Aspinall even before John was a heavyweight. So I, I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm just saying for everybody else, let's calm down a little bit. It's well, John. Hold and
2: Jones. Hold on. I can't believe I'm saying this, but if I'm just going to be honest, that always am behind the microphone here on the bet. QL network at some point, Aspinall is going to catch up with John Jones. And I'm saying that point has come maybe mm. at some point Tua is going to catch up with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, maybe I could argue that that point has come. Maybe. Am I crazy? Maybe come on dude. Maybe like, a little too much Taylor Swift in your life lately.
1: Well, a little, a little too much. It's, Travis Kelsey, a little too much uh, glitz and glam around
2: too many all state commercials. Well, it's, it, it definitely isn't the same smooth, you know, everything's great. as touch feeling in Kansas city right now. We've had a few more gloomy days. I'll say that than it's been, but I like, by the way, my daughter has
1: walked in because I dare say anything about Taylor Swift. And she is, uh, she has just looked at me with disgust that I didn't even mentioned anything about Tay-Tay. She's Sophia, good to see you. She's the best, Sophia. I'm
2: sorry. Good good, good good, to see you, Sophia. By the way, that's Travis Kelsey's girlfriend that you're talking about. I'm not sure if they're I think you said her name right, but it's uh, – speaking of my Chiefs, you're going to fight me if I say they're not done. Not yet. I'm
1: not going to fight you. I'm actually one of the people, like, if you told me today, like, the Dolphins, if they had to face – who's the last team I'd want to face in the AFC Championship? It would be the Chiefs. Really? yeah because i they have they they are the champion i feel like that that's the toughest thing to knock off
2: and you'd rather face the chiefs so the chiefs game i guess that would be in miami and okay well yeah, cuz it would be at home opposed to on the road so that makes mm-hmm. sense why well, you'd rather face them than baltimore i got you figured out dude i got well, you figured out they they can still be the one seed if the dolphins win
1: against baltimore this week one seed still there for them
2: true true but if are you told gonna- me at,
1: if you told me about all the afc teams like beating the champion i think that's the hardest thing to knock off
2: Do you think the Dolphins beat the Ravens? I do. Do you? Okay. I do. All right. Um, For what it's worth, John Jones, before we get out of here and finish off the show with our 2024 champion predictions, John Jones came out with his top five. Don't know if you saw this. I'm sure that you would uh... I did not. Okay. He picked himself one. No surprise. Silva, two. Mm -hmm. Cool. Fine. All right. Mm -hmm. GSP, three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Khabib, four. Oh. All right. You're gonna love five. Jose Aldo Jr. Uh, yes. Can't do it. Number number five. That's Brendan Tobin. Number five all time, by he the He almost Go- had it. John was- Jones's first loss. <laughs> we'll be back with our final segment right here on Tap Town.
0: We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network.
2: Final segment of the show, Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network, on YouTube, on the Odyssey app. That's BT. I'm the Sports Machine. 2023 is damn near over with. We've got less than a week left. At the very beginning of the year, we made our predictions for a lot of the weight classes, who we thought the champions were going to be. Let's take a look back at Bantamweight. Jake, our producer, said Aljamain Sterling. BT said Cheeto Vera. Uh, Me, I said Sugar Sean O'Malley. Ding. Bring that one up for me. Look, man, I don't know how long he's going to hold on to the belt, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little while when we give you our predictions at the weight classes coming up for next year. But we talked about it earlier in the show. Not a lot of guys that have that type of hype actually live up to it. And that guy's had the hype now for years and he's the champion. Can't say much now. All right. We move on to featherweight. I was not right about this one. In fact, none of us were, I said, Arnold Allen. I'm not sure why I said Arnold Allen. Maybe like we had just brought him on the show or he was coming on the show. I don't know what I think. Well, yeah, we're going to take a step back.
1: I think he was getting ready for his fight with max. Okay. In your, in your town. Um, had both of them on, and then that was uh, that was kind of the thought. And I think we all kind of thought that Volkanovski's going to move up, and so like, hey, is featherweight going to be open? So I think that's probably why we were at where we're at.
2: I was looking back at this, and I'm like, I picked Arnold Allen to be the featherweight champion, but that makes a lot of sense. Both you and Jake took Josh Emmett, and that makes sense too because remember, he was essentially, if he would have won one fight his next fight would have been for the belt. Speaking of Josh Emmett, a violent knockout last week of uh, our friend Bryce Mitchell. Do you think Josh Emmett can ever fight for the belt? Uh, I mean, he like just fought for the interim title for sure. Um, yeah, but lost and it's hard to work your way back in that division. I don't think it is
1: that because of Volk being on top. And so like his shot being against uh, his shot being against Yair It almost kind of opens things up again because it's like, Hey, if you're going to be looking for fresh blood, why not Josh Emmett? And here's the other thing with Josh Emmett. He's super entertaining. Who's not going to want to see it. It's like, he's like featherweight Derek Lewis. It's like, would you, should he be, will he be champion? Maybe not. But like, would you not watch him in a championship fight? Of course. Cause he's like, what if he hits you with that bomb? You're going to be excited about it.
2: Do you think they've ever been confused for each other in public? Derek Lewis and Josh Emmett? Probably all the time. All the time. Um, Lightweight champion. I said it was going to be Charles Oliveira. I feel like we need to put an asterisk on that because I never got a chance to see if he was going to win the belt. You and Jake both pat yourself on the back. You said it was going to be Islam. Good job. Not original, but you got it. Yeah, I'm not that proud of it. When you're betting, that's what it's about. Good job. A welterweight. Hamzad is what I said. I'm with you. I think his stock is maybe... Flatline a little bit. Jake said Colby, he came close. Pt, you said Steven Wonderboy Thompson. You said Wonder Boy.
1: <laughs> now, mind you, everybody, I was fresh off. Fresh the booze, off
2: the booze. So no,
1: I was fresh up. Well, yes, the booze, the weed, everything. But I was also <laughs> fresh, I was fresh off, like two weeks fresh off seeing a Wonder Boy, Kevin Holland, cage side in Orlando. And I was like, This is the greatest. We need to see. And I was saying, by the way, I I talked to Wonder Boy before, uh, the uh, the last card, too, before he lost to Shavkat, and I was like, come on, dude. Let we, like, we were just re- we were just like, hey, how fun would you and Leon be for the belt? And it's like, uh, you know, but even he was said, and this is why he's so nice. He goes, I don't deserve the title shot if I win. I was like, no, that's not what you're supposed
2: to say, Steven. You're supposed to say, he goes, Balal ah, Bilal deserves it. I'm like,
1: damn it. I can't even get him to agree with me.
2: He's not just the nicest athlete that I've talked to. He's the nicest person that I've ever talked to. Like, I can't believe, especially with somebody jaded like me, I can't believe people like that actually exist. All right, with uh, the heavyweights, I don't know how we judge this one. I think we all got it right. I said Aspinall, you said John Jones, and Jake said Nganu. You just want to split the difference and pat ourselves all on the back?
1: um well yeah i guess technically francis is not because he didn't work out so no jake doesn't get points for that even though i do even though i look at francis as the uh you know he's he's never been he's never lost the championship so if you want to go you know lineal fine i mean we could give jake the win but technically no i think you and i can split the difference on it yes i think that that's fair um but francis it's you know it sucks that he's not there i wish he was but hell he's Francis, to me, he's the champion of everything.
2: He beat, he beat Tyson Fury in my eyes. That's your champion right there of the world. All right, before we get out of here, 2024, less than a week away, let's make some predictions going forward for next year. Your current Bantamweight champion is Sean O'Malley. BT, at the end of the year, who do you think is going to be the Bantamweight champion? There's a lot of options in this weight class.
1: Man, that is this is such a good weight class. This is probably the hardest one, I think, to pick out of everybody. Um. I think that Sean's going to beat Cheeto, but I don't think he's going to end the year because I think that Murad Valishvili is not only going to have his jacket, but have his championship. So I'm going Murad as the bantamweight champion.
2: That was smooth. The belt and the jacket thing and just rinse and repeat what he just said. I think Murad's the champion. Murad would have been the champion already if circumstances were different and he wasn't really tight with Jermaine Sterling. He would have fought him, beat him, and he would already have the belt and probably a photo and beat him too so i'm with you i think marab as long as he's healthy is the bantamweight champion at the end of the year what say you about the featherweight right now obviously bulk is your champion
1: yeah and he's the uh he's kind of the last lion because everybody else has basically given up their belts uh outside of islam you we ain't kidding man all, like, a, what happened to
2: no moreno no yeah. Izzy? Got no a lot of new blood. Usman. No John. Well, technically right now. No Amanda. Like, you're right, man. We've lost a lot of them.
1: Um, I don't like to be boring. I'm going to go. I'm going to say Max Holloway is going to end up as the okay.
2: champion. Go okay. Max Holloway gets the belt back. I see you. That'd be great. I would love to see Max get a championship before he leaves the sport, which I don't think is anytime soon. He's still young. Uh, Give me Ortega because I don't want to be boring. I think if he looks good against Yair in February, maybe he gets a quick shot. How about lightweight? Your champion right now is Islam. Something tells me you still think Islam's going to be champion.
1: I'm just trying to think about who beat, You know, I said Gaethje. earlier. I told I, you 20 minutes I, you ago. You say Gaethje. Gaethje. So, I mean, Gaethje's your pick? Yeah, Gaethje's my pick. Official. Final answer, Regis. Jake is your... Okay, so is your pick. Man, I'm like, the only guy I think maybe has a shot. I don't think Dustin's going to get back there. I guess Oliveira is going to get another crack. He got diced up by him. Sarukian, do I really think Sarukian is going to be champion? I'm sticking to Islam, dude. I'm going to be boring on 155. Sorry.
2: I said that two minutes ago, and thank you for taking up our time. You're Walter Wade, Leon is our champion. I know we're both on board. We we, we both think Shavkat's going to be champion, right? Woo. That's a good question.
1: Do I think Shavkat's going to be champion, or do I think Bilal's going to be champion?
2: Oh, Bilal too. Yeah. So
1: neither of us point. think Leon's going to keep the belt, huh? That's our no, initial man. reaction
2: to this. This no. is interesting. I don't think he could beat either one of those guys. They're both just bad matchups.
1: I have a feeling like they're still going to slow roll Shavkat for whatever reason this year, and so and I always deal with an injury too. So I feel like Shavkat's year is going to be twenty five. I'm going to go Bilal as the champion.
2: You're looking way ahead. All right. Right now, your middleweight champion, Sean Strickland. He's got a big fight coming up versus Dracus Plus I think E wins the fight. And then I think Duplassi beats whoever else he has to face in 2024. And he's your champion. I was just talking about difficult style. His style is just tough, man. So is Strickland's, to be fair. That's going to be an interesting fight. I think he wins. Uh,
1: it is a great fight. It is a, it's a, and and now that we have the added heat behind it of, you know, crowd, you know, fights and, you know, taking shots about what, you know, your father did to you in the past. I mean, it's, it's going to be a heated one, man. I tell you what this DDP, he pulls no punches. I mean, he goes, he goes deep with, uh, with having to get people very angry, whether it be, uh, you know, talking about Israel Adesanya's roots or, or talking about, uh, Sean Strickland's, you know, father beating him up as a kid. Like this guy really pulls no punches. That being said, I am going to go with Stylebender getting his belt back. Okay, all right.
2: I think that uh, Duplus is the champion, but maybe they fight each other for a belt by the time the year's over. With right now, your lightweight, cha- like light heavyweight champion is Poetan Alex Pereira. I don't know what weight class he considers himself in, but I think he's still the champion at this weight class at the end of the year.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Magomed Ankalaev. I like it. I think Magomed Ankalaev, this is, I've been sold on this a little bit from our boy, uh, Big Marcel. He's a big Ankalaev guy. I know he's uh, a little bit down because of boring fights, injuries, all that stuff that kind of ruined it with the, the translator against Johnny Walker. That's the first fight of the year. I think if Ankalaev gets out of the blocks of this, this could finally be the year. That's also just been a very hot potato division. There's a lot of weirdness that happens at 205. So
2: I think it's right there for him. There's also a lot of weirdness at the heavyweight division. And let's finish off this show and this year of shows here in two thousand and twenty-three with your prediction who's gonna be heavyweight champion at the end of the year. You know who I think it's gonna to be. Tom Aspinall. And I really hope he gets a shot at John Jones.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with John Jones. I think John I think John will be back in the octagon by a year's end. I bet you he probably doesn't come back until I mean at earliest July, but I wouldn't even be surprised if he's not back until you know, like the last MSG card or something like that. But nobody's better at dealing with time away from the octagon than John Jones. So even if Aspinall becomes the undisputed champion because they take away John's belt, John will beat Aspinall and he'll end up being the uh, he'll end up being the champ.
2: That's it for the show. That's it for Tapped Out for 2023. We'll see you back in 2024. Thank you to all the fighters that joined us. Thank you to everybody that came on in the media. Thank you to our producer, Jake Noaker, And for my co-host, Brendan Tobin, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Have a, health, a healthy, he said, and happy new year. And we'll be back in 2024 right here on Tapped Out.